But when someone is looking to do to do the right thing and start an early childhood center, whether that be a community member, whether that be a philanthropic organization, whether that be a company that's leaning in, you all make it possible. It's that next step that I mentioned earlier. It's how do you solve the issue that you're now aware of? And you'd be mystified that. And it's a complex situation, regulatory-wise. Yeah, very complex. Um, yeah. Welcome to the Drop-Off. Epic conversations about the workforce of today and the talent of tomorrow. Featuring candid, pointed conversations with influential business leaders. Here's your host, Nicole Real. Thanks for tuning into the Drop-Off. I'm Nicole Real, and today I'm delighted to welcome Ryan Beiser, Regional President and Head of Corporate Banking of PNC Bank. Ryan is quite involved in the Denver community, serves on many boards, including the Denver Metro Chamber of Commerce and Mile High United Way, and is just a fantastic member to have both an EPIC and on our board, as he's both an EPIC executive member and, of course, our current board chairman. So welcome, Ryan, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, we're just going to dive into a few getting-to-know-you questions. First off, could you just give us a little bit of your background professionally, personally? What was that journey that led you to your current role uh, at PNC, and how did you end up in Colorado? Yeah, and I might, uh, I promise as I start in my early childhood, I won't go through all 46 years now. One of my affections for early childhood actually starts from my own br- upbringing. I was born uh, to a teenage mom, didn't have some of the early care and supports. Our family didn't have some of the supports that were needed. I struggled. I struggled through third, fourth, fifth grade. And, and as you all know, as you struggle in third grade, it can have a dramatic impact. Uh, your reading level and the like can have a dramatic impact on your quality of life. And I'm one of the very few lucky ones that caught up. That's a big part of the reason why I have an affection for early childhood education. From a professional standpoint, um, I joined PNC right out of college. I've lived in five cities for the bank. I always joke that some people are so talented that the spotlight shines on them, and some people know where the spotlight's going to be and go dance in that spotlight. I'm the latter. I've gone to several places where we've had growth initiatives. That's where the spotlight's shining, and that's where I uh, have a lot of fun uh, affection and have had some success uh, throughout my career. Moved to Colorado in 2018 to open PNC Bank's presence here in Colorado, and that's whenever I got closely aligned with PNC's early childhood initiatives on top of uh, building our brand here in Colorado. I think you're also a parent currently. I am. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I've got uh, what we call Irish triplets, a 9, 10, and 11-year-old. And I learned a lot through that uh, as well as it relates to early childhood education. We were dual income. Uh, my wife was a probably more competent banker than than I was. And uh, for family reasons, once a third child came, decided to stay at home, probably the most important job that you could possibly have. And what we learned through that was dual income, college educated, six-figure salaries, and we were still struggling. And think about that and put yourself in the shoes of a single mother who's making a fraction of that, a fraction of one of our salaries, and how they get those supports or don't get those supports and the struggle that they would have in their professional environment and then therefore also with with their children. Um, it was a stark reality. I'd kind of seen it from both ends. I had seen it in my childhood, but I saw it from a place where I thought it would be easy, and it wasn't. Uh, it was mm-hmm. difficult, and we had to make some difficult choices as a family. 
Yeah. I always like to ask business leaders about their personal experience because I really do think it really shifts how you see the world when you are a parent and you've really experienced that firsthand as well. Absolutely. Well, I know PNC Bank has a strong focus on community engagement, corporate social responsibility. Can you tell us more about uh, how PNC you know, through its banking efforts, really works to build stronger communities and local businesses? How does that tie in with your business model and, and what you do as a bank? Yeah, I'll start with probably our number one initiative. And it's been an initiative of the bank since 2004. So so coming up on 20 years, it's called PNC Grow Up Great. It is our signature philanthropic initiative. Many, if not, well, I would say most of our philanthropic dollars nationally and locally go to early childhood education, birth to age five. Uh, It's an area where we've committed over $225 million. We engage our employees through volunteerism. Uh, We have over a million hours of volunteerism. And and through that volunteerism, the employees can earn grants. If they put a team together of up to 10 employees and they get 100 hours of volunteerism over a one-year period, we therefore assign a grant to the organization which they were supporting. So it allows our employees to get involved, not only seeing what we're doing with our grant making, but being involved personally, uh, which has brought a lot of affection uh, from our employees to even things like our United Way campaign where they want it to go to early childhood education because of their knowledge of the subject. That's super cool. So really your employees, because they get involved in something locally and they're passionate about something can really also direct the giving and the work that happens through your initiatives. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, interestingly enough, whenever you come into a new market, which when we came into Colorado was, was, was certainly a new market for us, you need to tell the story, tell the story about your company. And, and interestingly, I went into some business meetings and people would say, you're the early childhood place. <laughs> I thought, We're also a bank, right? We're yeah. also a bank. But uh, for, for that brand to carry itself, and these are people that were, you know, has, had historically lived in, in places where we had a presence and they saw what we were doing. But we've become known as, as the corporation nationally and locally that supports these efforts. Which I think is awesome because you're right. I mean, there aren't a lot of corporations out there that really put their money into the values around early childhood that they say they support, right? I mean, I think on a large part, many companies do support early childhood investments, but we typically don't see them putting their money there in huge amounts, right? Or in, I think, very um, intentional ways, whereas I think PNC has been very thoughtful and intentional about that and has really, you know, put a stake in the ground to say, you know, making investments here is going to lead to a better future for many and for all and for our communities at large. Yeah, I, th- I think we've realized that it's a root cause of many of the issues that we experience in the city. Now, it's a root cause that doesn't solve itself for a decade or decades. Right. It's a long uh, game, It's right? a very, very long game. <laughs> but if we think of homelessness, we think of uh, incarcer- incarceration rates, if we think of uh, affordable housing issues, if we think of college graduation, if we think of high school graduation, this all ties to early childhood education. So we view that as, as an important way for us to tackle a, a long-term, these are long-term issues, an important way for us to help tackle them. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you talked about some of these projects that happen in the community. What are some of the more specific projects you can share that PNC is involved in here in Colorado? What does that look like, and what are you excited about? Yeah, most of our philanthropic dollars go to what we call programmatic support. So in simple terms, that's 
That's the activities and programs associated with early childhood education. So less in the way of capital campaigns and some of the other ways that you see family foundations, community foundations support. Uh, I'll hit on a couple. So there's within the Children's Museum, which has been a tremendous partner and, and a place where I've served on the board, they have an early childhood center that was there for quite a number of years that needed refreshed. Uh, they're, they're refreshing at the name of its bloom. It will launch and open here in the next couple months. It's unbelievable, interactive, great, you know, two-generation support. There's programs associated with parental uh, supports uh, for low-moderate income families, folks that may not be able to get to the museum through other ways. So that's been a project that's that's we've been working on for a couple of years and are excited to launch. That's cool. I think uh, they're celebrating their 50th birthday too. They did. They, they just yeah. they just okay. had their birthday bash. Uh, so Friday, happy birthday actually. to the Children's Museum. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, and just such a great team over there. Here we're we're taping this in Mile High United Way's building. Mile High United Way, Epic was very involved in this, uh, is launching an early childhood center in what was their executive boardroom, their conference room. Um, and I was delighted to see uh, the contractors working here today as I pulled in. We're supporting programs once that launches. It's going to be an unbelievable center. I think 60-plus uh, seats uh, that will be out there. We'll have programs supporting that. They're going to pay a, a living wage to the teachers, which is very different than you see in, in many other centers and a great collaboration, Epic, Mile High United Way, and a number of other partners. Yeah, we just uh, had our most recent podcast with Christine, and she shared more about that project. And, you know, we couldn't be more excited. And uh, the benefit is that, you know, Epic is on the second floor of this building, so we actually get to look down and watch the children play as well, which will be really fun. Um, but it's going to be an amazing project. And appreciate PNC supporting uh, I think really, you know, forward thinking and critically important work in our community like that. Switching gears a little bit here, we're going to talk about workforce and, you know, what this means for business and our economy. So what are some of the key challenges that you see being in the private sector, working with business leaders here in Colorado um, as it relates to both our workforce and our talent pipeline, but also access to quality, affordable childcare. Yeah. Um, well, I told the personal story and I think the personal story, uh, most will be able to have some personal connection with, but I'll tell you about a high potential talent. And I'm talking, you know, we have 400 plus employees here in Colorado. This was a top 10 employee with, with high potential female had her second child and was struggling. Again, this is someone that's making pretty good money, right? struggling to find quality child care. Tried to go with nannies. Uh, child was not old enough for a number of the early childhood centers. you got to get to a certain age because infant and toddler care is probably the least supplied of, of, of an already unsupplied uh, business. And, and she may come back to the workforce. I think she'll come back to PNC when she does, but she exited the workforce. That, for certain families, is the best decision, the, de the decision they wanted to make and that's okay like we want to support families where they are but in other cases it's not their first choice it's it's a choice that's made for them because they don't have the care that they would accept there to support them if we've had that issue with as much focus as we put on it a million companies have had that issue and we see that in Colorado I'll take a step back now and, and hit on what was called the great resignation that that is easing a little bit, but, but there's still 
you know, a, there still certainly is a shortage of, of, of employees out there, quality employees, mm-hmm. for, in most industries to do the jobs that need to be done uh, and to drive our economy. And I think that this is one of the biggest issues and one of the areas where we lose talent. You know the numbers better than I do, Nicole, but any survey you take, a part of the issue is early childhood education, right? Right. Uh, The appropriate place to, to, to have your kids. So I think when we think of workforce and when leaders talk this now comes up, a, a big part due to Epic and their advocacy and, and telling the story. And it's a top three issue uh, for most companies when they think of their workforce. Well, and, you know, we hear people talk about the hidden workforce. You know, like you said, those individuals who their first choice would be to continue their careers, be in the workforce, but a decision is being made for them because of that access and affordability challenge. Uh, and there's a huge talent pipeline out there that I think business leaders know they could be tapping into if we can all come up with the right solutions and investments. Mm-hmm. So as we think about uh, some of our you know, communities, including even the downtown Denver core, I know you sit on the downtown Denver partnership board as well as the chamber board. How are those organizations talking about and grappling with this issue? So I would say both from the Downtown Denver Partnership and the Chamber, it's now an area of focus. They've seen it. Uh, they built subcommittees to hit on this issue and to tackle this issue. You know, the mayor's just started, and, and I know that it's come from the Chamber, from the Downtown Denver Partnership, from EPIC, that this is a huge issue uh, as it relates to getting our city where we want our city to be. I think the knowledge is out there. I think the know-how is where EPIC helps. Uh, and, and working through its, its first step is to acknowledge a problem, right, and any right. problem that you have. <laughs> the next step is to execute on solving that problem, and that's, that's where we're at. At least, at least the knowledge mm-hmm. is there from these business and civic organizations. Yeah, and we're excited to see, I think, a lot more organizations really saying, okay, what do we do? What does this look like? And, you know, I always tell business leaders, you know, you can do big things, you can do small things, but everyone should be doing something, You know, PNC is obviously investing a huge amount of money in our communities in early childhood initiatives. There are other companies who might build childcare, you know, around their workplaces or in their communities. So, you know, what would you say to business leaders who are saying, you know, I want to do something, but I'm not quite sure, like, how do how do we walk into this? Yeah, I I think there was an airline and I'm forgetting which airline it was that that hired with very flexible arrangements. And this was well before COVID, very flexible arrangements. And they had the high this was for call center work and they had the highest percentage of MBAs ever to work in a call center. Guess who they were? There were parents Mm -hmm. that had exited the workforce. Now, you can't do that without flexible arrangements. This was work from home. This was a concerted effort, and someone saw that hidden workforce that that you had mentioned before. So I think, you know, maybe to hit on a couple areas, uh, one is just awareness of the issue. I think we're there. I think most companies are there. I think they saw it. They saw it during COVID. They saw it during return to work. So I think that's, that's really important. The other one, which isn't a popular statement to make, and I grew up in a generation where you beat your boss to work, you left after your boss left work. And so this is this has been a real adjustment for me. But flexibility matters. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't have people come to the office. You should have people collaborations important, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But flexibility is really critical and important, 
now as well. Someone may be getting their work done at 8 p.m., right, and they may need to come in at 9 because they've got drop-off, or they may have to right. leave at 3 to, to pick up. So I think flexibility is really important. I think mm-hmm. being aware of the toolkits and what Epic offers is, is a third priority. Those could be proximity studies to your, lo- your, your closest child care to uh, the office where things are available. It could be as broad as you mentioned as someone building their own early childhood center to support their employees. We've seen that, right? We've seen yeah. Guild Education and some others uh, partake in that, which is a big initiative. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you get at this embedded talent base that's out there, whether it be a hidden talent base or whether it be your existing employees that are like that high potential that I mentioned earlier that that will leave if they have to. Right. Because even I think for companies that have implemented childcare solutions, they've also seen that that retention increase dramatically too. Absolutely. Talking about Epic a little bit, you know, you're serving as our board chairman this year. Thank you for that. (laughs) Appreciate it. Uh, Because I know, you know, it adds some more work to your plate, um, but we really enjoy having your thought and leadership at the table. So how did you first get involved with Epic? You know, I know that you were relatively new to Denver. Uh, You know, I started my job with Epic shortly after I think you had gotten involved. And to hear you have 400 employees now is awesome because I think, you know, there were a handful of PNC employees in Denver at the time, too. So. Yeah, there were five of us in a Regis space five years ago. So it's, it's humbling yeah. to see where it's where it's <laughs> come. So um, I got involved with with Mile High United Way very early. It was just what you do. You go to your United Way whenever you come into town. And, and I was pleased mm-hmm. to hear how much they were focused on early childhood education. And they were a founding member of Epic. A number of the board members are also involved with Epic. And I heard about this executives partnering to invest in children. And I thought, well, that's a no-brainer. That kind of fits with our initiatives. And had a couple meetings and realized the important advocacy work that was being done at that time. That was that was the primary focus of Epic, and got involved in in a light way. I would say we became members, uh, we became involved, and then as you came on board, and I would say it's a pleasure to to be part of what's happening at Epic. Uh, you all do the hard work. I just get to be there and maybe take a little bit of credit for all the <laughs> all the hard work that you all do. But as I saw the new things that were coming about, which we'll hit on, I'm sure, a little later, as I saw those new things coming about, you just you, you had to be involved, right? So yeah. I joined the board and then was lucky enough to be asked to, to chair the board uh, for this year and next, and, and I'm you know critically excited to, to be part of that. Well, thanks for saying yes, and thanks for diving in and getting into the weeds of early childhood solutions with us at Epic, too. Um, So, you know, what do you think is most promising for Epic and our work with business leaders moving forward, you know, in the next five to ten years? What do you think that looks like, not just in terms of Epic's work, but you know, how the business community engages around child care solutions. Yeah, I think sky's the limit, number one, for Epic. The growth's been unbelievable during your tenor. I think, number one, the convening and knowledge that you all, and I say you all, <laughs> bring the business community. So convening folks, bringing folks together, asking people with the larger employee base and me to testify to, to show the importance of what this is, that convening and knowledge bank is so critical, and but it's step one uh, to where we go. I think the advocacy work that's done by Epic is at the highest level. I mean, I feel like, Nicole, you're the first call of the governor's office 
of the mayor's office on anything that's going on from a policy standpoint in early childhood education. So I think that's a big deal. Uh, you all are the resource to create capacity. And by that, I mean, uh, I'll use the term seats, I'll use the term cribs, I'll use the term, but, but yeah. when someone is looking to do, to do the right thing, and start an early childhood center, whether that be a community member, whether that be a philanthropic organization, whether that be a company that's leaning in, you all make it possible. It's that next step that I mentioned earlier. It's how do you solve the issue that you're now aware of? And you demystify that. And it's a complex situation, regulatory-wise. Yeah, very complex, um, yeah. <laughs> You know, break-even-wise, all these things are, are very complex. So the work that you do, whether that be design labs, technical assistance, just leaning in and being a set of ears, uh, I, I think is critically important. So that's where I see Epic continuing to make the forward movement. The other thing that I'll mention is that I personally have gotten two calls from two states that want to replicate what we're doing at Epic. So we've really become a national leader in how we bring the business community together, how we bring advocacy and what I'll just loosely define consulting work uh, and technical assistance, bringing all that together under one roof to make a difference is something that other people want to replicate. And I, I think that's a testament to to what we've done here in Colorado, knowing that there's a ton more work to do, we built a model that we think others will follow. It's super fun and exciting work. And I think you nailed it when you said we really address the how and try to demystify that because Absolutely. it is complex work. It's hard. We have to make it easy to do this work. And so that's what we're trying to do with employers. And it's, you know, I get to go to attend a grand opening tomorrow. So it is working. You know, we have events happening and, and uh, facilities opening and, and children and families benefiting from this work too, which is exciting. So if, if there's a business leader out there who's listening to this podcast and they're like, oh, geez, you know, I've heard about Epic. I've seen some posts on LinkedIn, right? Talked to a few people. I'm not sure if we should be members or how that helps. What would you say to them about joining Epic? Call me. <laughs> um, All right. I, I, would, I would be delighted to talk to anybody about the benefits and finding the right niche for someone to get involved uh, in Epic. It makes a huge difference, whether it be that you're focused on the policy area all the way to building a center yourself. Uh, and all parts in between, Epic's a great organization to be involved in. So seriously, I'd just say call me and I'd be happy to have a conversation. Well, thank you. And, you know, people heard you. They can call you. So. Absolutely. <laughs> or they can DM you, I guess, on LinkedIn, right? <laughs> so. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I don't have any other questions for you, but was there anything else that you wanted to add today, Ryan, as our board chair at Epic and a key partner of ours who's really, I think, seen a lot of this work uh, unfolding and, and happening firsthand? You know, the only other thing I'd mention is we've talked about the workforce. We talked about the importance to a corporation. But from a philanthropic standpoint, I would ask people to really think about the root cause of the issues that they're trying to address. And, and I think if people deeply think about that, we will get more philanthropic support. I would love it if we weren't the number one corporation giving to the early childhood space. That means someone else is giving more. Yeah. I would love that. Um, and I think to focus on that and, and to have focus within your organization, whether it be early childhood or something else, having focus means that you could have a greater impact. And I think many corporations give here, give there for various reasons. And, yes, they're making an impact, but can they see that impact? Can they get their employees as involved? 
I don't think so. I, th- I think that this, this spirit of focus is really critically important. I agree. I would love to see every company giving more money to early childhood um, and really, you know, stepping up in that way too. Well, thank you, Ryan, for joining us today on The Drop-Off, epic conversations about the workforce of today and the talent of tomorrow. We are so appreciative of the incredible impact that PNC Bank has on our community, the strong leadership that you and your team members have in our community, and just really appreciate your time. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. The Drop-Off is a production of Executives Partnering to Invest in Children. Please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. For more information about our organization, visit coloradoepic.org.